You are listening to This is Oklahoma, hosted by Mike Hearn, telling stories of Oklahomans and those that have made it their home. What's up, guys? Welcome back to another episode of This is Oklahoma. I'm your host, Mike Hearn, and today, another real estate-related podcast. I'm with Kyle Cornman, who is in charge of Modern Builders. That's pretty awesome. Modern Builders, basically anything commercial construction, new residential, remodeling, man cave space, outdoor space is what you do. Yes, um, sir. Appreciate your time, man. This is awesome. Yeah, thanks for having me. So how does the contract space is quite – I mean – it's, it's a lot of competition in the contract space, right? Right. Yeah, there's, there's so a lot of competition. There's a lot of how did you get started? So I'm a fifth-generation um, contractor. Okay. Um, my dad is a contractor, still builds. Uh, he does a lot of commercial work and a lot of residential high-end custom homes. Gotcha. Um, so I started working for him when I was eight years old. Yeah. Um, doing job site cleanup. My mom would take me in. Drop me off on job sites and say, there's a shovel and a wheelbarrow. I'll go clean it up. <laughs> so you've literally been in it. Literally been in it my whole life. Early, my yeah. grandpa still does it. He does heat and air. Okay. Um, so he kind of got out of the building part of it and kind of got into the heat and air part of it, Like I think, like 20 years ago. And uh, he's just done that, and he yeah. still does it. And he's get out there and work harder and faster than anybody on his crew. <laughs> right. I'm sure yeah. that built a lot of respect with you and the guys you have working for you now. It's like, I've done this. I swept the floor. Exactly. Right. They do. And I still do. I still do yeah. all the clean up on my job site. So when they come out on the job site and they see me out there cleaning up, I think, I think that goes a long ways with them. Oh, definitely. Um, yeah. And you know, I enjoy it. It's kind of a nice stress relief and it lets me see the job site more, you know, right. touching every single surface, you know, doing all the cleanup and stuff. Yeah. You're not sat in your truck barking orders at somebody. Exactly. Yeah. 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 That's really cool. I mean, I know I've clicked through the website um, a little bit, and the website for everyone listening is modernbuildersok.com. Uh, you can definitely go on there and check out, you know, the quality of the work that you guys do. If you can see it, in the, I mean, the, it's awesome. It's yeah, really thanks, cool. Yeah. Um, yeah. With all the stuff that you've done, so, you know, fifth generation. So is everyone from Oklahoma born and raised? Everybody's born and raised. Yep. Yeah. Everyone's born and raised here. Um, my grandpa still lives here. He lives five miles from where we're sitting right now, and um you know i was born and raised in piedmont my dad was born and raised out there yeah so you know we've just kind of you've seen right piedmont here. grow then yeah piedmont's just exploded over the last 20 years yeah so you went piedmont high school and all that piedmont kind of stuff high school yep i went to college at uco for one day and, uh, <laughs> <laughs> tell me about that so i went um i i i decided to go for business management just so i because yeah. i knew what i was going to do right. i know what i was going to do my whole life all my teachers in high school knew what i was going to do my yeah. whole life so Whenever I would be in class, I'd say, hey, I need to go to this job site. Can I go? And most of my teachers were coaches, it seemed like. So they'd be like, yeah, you, you know what you're going to do. Go ahead. So uh, I just try to focus on work. Well, at the time that I was 18, getting into um, going into college, my phone was really starting to get busy because I was managing jobs. Mm -hmm. So subcontractors would call me. Hey, man, I need to know where this plumbing goes. Hey, I need to know what, what this is. So the whole time I'm sitting in class, my phone is ringing. And just a light bulb flicked in my head. And I was like, why am I sitting here? Yeah, doing this. this i'll learn more out there than i will right here in this class so i got out of the uh, a math class and yeah. walked out and everyone back <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah don't worry about college debt it's not needed you're no. not going to learn anything yep jeez that's awesome yeah so nothing i've like never done the college thing just no i did do um 
like about a about a semester of firefighting okay. um, at OSU OKC yeah. to do. I, I really like the fire department. Um, I was on the volunteer fire department in Piedmont for two years, and I really loved that. And yeah. then a lot of our subcontractors on jobs, tile layer, welder, roofer, are uh, firefighters or retired firefighters. Okay. And, you know, the schedule and everything just works out really great with that. And uh, having kids and stuff, I was like, man, that would be nice to just have yeah. that secure thing. But I just never... I never got into the medical stuff. Okay. The medical stuff was really because they work twelve-hour shifts. Is it like three days on? You work a twenty-four-hour shift. Oh, sorry, twenty-four-hour shift. Okay. A day on, day off, day on, day off, okay. day on, four days off. And you um, know your schedule in advance, so you know, you know when you could work. Yeah, your schedule yeah. is what it is, and you can kind of and you know a lot of these guys while they're at the fire department will still be able to answer the phone and say you know they you know still coordinate right. projects or whatever these guys that are doing yeah it, so. It's, it's a good gig for those guys. And they're used to sure. pretty well, I say used to. They work hard when they work. Yeah, right? for sure. Yeah, yeah, for sure. That's yeah. really cool. Yeah, I had a friend of mine um who did it in Yukon, I think, for a while. He loved it. Oh, cool. Just yeah. like you know It's a it, it is. Like I, I still love it. I have yeah. a lot of respect respect for those guys. We've got a lot of subs that still do it. Mm-hmm. So my tile air, um, his son is he's a retired Oklahoma City firefighter and his son is a police officer now. Okay. So he helps him on his days off. Yeah. So it's just it's just a really cool gig yeah. where you can still you know do a side job too so. did you kind of grow up thinking that just i mean as every kind of boy does it's like uh, you see a fire truck and yes. you're like that's cool absolutely yeah, yeah. i kind of grew up you know you see the fire truck did that ever go town does that was... ever go away when you were like well i mean not go away but you still were you still ex- as excited oh, as like a yeah. college uh, as a high school kid i started on the fire department i was still in high school I was yeah. 18 and like to be in there like driving big fire trucks <laughs> and getting to run you know all these different rigs and stuff I mean, that, that was like yeah. Are you serious? Like this is the coolest thing ever. Like I'm driving, you know, a four hundred thousand dollar fire truck down the road, you know. Right. And, and people are moving out of my way. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I mean it, it was it was awesome. Yeah. So yeah, I, I still nerd out about it. I yeah. still love that stuff. I definitely like to ride in one. That'd be awesome. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. Just just be a kid and yeah, that's sick. So you quit college after after one day. Yeah. Um and then jump straight into back to managing or basically going back to work that yeah, you've already I been went, doing for 10 years. Yeah, the next I, – I did a full day at UCO, and uh, I went home, and I told my dad. I said, Dad, I'm, and he was paying for the college. He said, I'll pay for you. He said, if you want to go to college, that's yeah. great. He said, college is a great thing. I don't think that it's necessary for all trades, but if you think you want to go, I'll pay for it. Right. So he went, paid for it, everything, and um, I went and sat down with him that day and said, Dad, I'm sorry. I said, yeah. I don't think this is for me. I think that I'm going to be better serving you if I'm out – in the trenches with you. And he yeah. said, that's fine. He said, if that's what you want to do, go sell your books and I'll see you at work in the morning. That's sick. So yeah. that was, that was just the end of it. And I never yeah. really looked back. Have you guys spoken about that since? Uh, not really. No, no. So I worked for him up until two years ago. Okay. Um, I worked for him literally every single day after school, every weekend, every summer. Yeah. Um, and then when I graduated high school, you know, I worked for him full time. Mm-hmm. Um, and then two years ago, I just kind of, came to him and said, Hey, I think we should grow a company. I want to do a lot more. And he's kind of the point where I think I want to do a little less. Um, I wanted to make more money cause that's just kind of the way I'm geared at right, yeah. more opportunity uh-huh. and stuff. And we just kind of decided, you know, Hey, I think it's just gonna be best that if I start my own company and you know, you do your thing and I'll yeah. be son and you be dad. And that yeah. was just kind of the end of it. And his. he can slowly kind of phase out and retire, exactly. which isn't probably like your granddad. He's never going to retire. No, no. But he can just, you know, yeah. do his thing and yeah. still be happy with what he's doing. Exactly. Not have you behind him pushing, hey, we need this, this, and that, you know. <laughs> exactly. Because, like, as a young person going up, obviously you're going to aspire and you're going to want to do things. Right. Um, so when you did that two years ago, did you just kind of see the shift in the modern kind of home market and think, I think that's what I want to do? So that was kind of – I, I really wanted to get into that about five years ago. We did a 
house, me and my dad built a custom home um, out here east I-35, and it was very contemporary, um, kind of mountain modern. And mm-hmm. I'd always liked that, so I got super excited when we did it. So I was I was trying to be really involved in that project. Yeah. And uh, whenever we kind of got the ball rolling on that, I just kind of got really obsessed with it and started really liking it. And I just, you know, you start doing research, and I, I follow all the, you know, mm-hmm. like different Instagram pages and different uh, websites and blogs and stuff about, you know, house home building stuff. And, um, so I just saw that the market was kind of going that way here. We're about 10 to 15 years behind like California Mm -hmm. and stuff and everything out there is already that way. And it's starting to pick up here. So that was kind of what me got my gears turning. Like, I really want to corner that market. I want to be like the The guy, the custom modern home guy. I don't want to go build a bunch of modern home specs. I want to be the guy, somebody wants to build a really nice, big custom modern house. I want them to call me and just know that I'm that guy. So that's just kind of what I did, and that's kind of why we named it, you know. Yeah. Um, modern Builder. Yeah, so Modern Builders is actually, um, that's our commercial gotcha. side. So we have the DBA, Modern Builders, and I started out, uh, we just added that DBA like six months ago, and then we started out originally as Modern Homes by Kyle Kornman. Okay. So that's that's still what my, our custom home stuff has. Gotcha. So if you go to a custom home site, you'll see Modern Homes by Kyle Kornman. If you go to a commercial uh-huh. site, you'll see Modern Builders. Okay. I just felt like on the custom home stuff, it was it's important to put my name on it because I feel like that yeah. people get a little more trust out of that. Right. Um, and it makes me take more pride in it because my actual name. Yeah. Like and that. then they meet you and they're like, Oh, that's, yeah. this is who I'm working. Exactly. With. We're not just a plus construction. We're, yeah. you know, Kyle Kornman. Right. So. That's super cool. And I guess after seeing, I mean, we're in, I've noticed this as well. Like it's with everything that we're like, everything comes from the coasts to the center. It does. And so you've seen how things have already been done. Like I said, you can research as much as you want now with the internet and everything and see all the home plans, right? Right. And is that kind of a lot of the stuff that you did? You like see these home plans that are out there anyway. And, and I mean, I mean, I'm sure you could just pick up the phone and speak to these guys as well. Right. So this is how you did it. Exactly. So yeah. I just started, um, it's funny. I think Iron Man like triggered, I'm a huge Marvel fan. The so house like, is so good. The house it's is like so the crazy. dream house. It's bonkers. It? So yeah. I, was, I was obsessed with it when it, when that movie came out, I was obsessed with the movie anyways. And that mo- that house, I think that might have been like one of the big triggers for me. Okay. Was that? Um, and then I started really researching it. And there's a website called House, H O U Z Z, that I that just has millions of pictures on it. So I would just go on there at night and just sit there and browse like all these different pictures of different yeah. houses and just kind of start develop my own you know kind of taste in different mm-hmm. things that you know I like this kitchen but I like this exterior I like this flooring but I like this backsplash you know like you know yeah. just kind of come up with different ideas and. Stuff so it just kind of got, you know, really yeah. obsessed with it. Where was the first house that you did? Uh, like on, on, on your own, yeah. Um, I finished it about probably six to seven months ago, um, and it was here in a neighborhood called Esperanza, mm-hmm. and uh, it was a very contemporary house. Yeah, yeah. Um, it was. In the the thing that you run into here, and you being a realtor, you know this. Like a lot of the neighborhoods, they have all these covenants and restrictions. So it has to have a certain roof pitch. It has to have a certain, like, X amount of veneer has yeah. to be stone. X has to be stucco or whatever. So they'll only kind of let you go so far on what you want to do with mm-hmm. the modern house. So when you get into some of these neighborhoods, you know, you don't get to really right. get to do what it, it could be. You don't have a blank canvas. You don't because yeah. they'll say, well, you have to have, you know, minimum of a 812 pitch so the roof you got this really modern house that would look perfect with a flat roof and then you got this big cathedral looking roof and you're like well that kind of contradicts what the hell yeah. should be but it looks you know it still looks really modern right. it's really cool yeah um but you know you just get a lot of 
um, you'll get a lot of that. Yeah. So um, my goal in the next two to three years is to buy a big piece of property and do a strictly custom modern right. development. Okay. Um, where we have like no restrictions on, you know, roof lines and stuff yeah, like that. Yeah, kind of like, is it Street of Dreams, what they have off May? Is that kind of yeah. what that is? Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. They, yeah, that's kind of their yeah. own uh, development over there. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Cool. And, that, and would that be, I mean, do you have any preferred location for that it would probably be out here in edmond probably east edmond somewhere um i think that's a good location i think um people like to be out there you're still close to Mm -hmm. everything i mean you'd be downtown in 15 minutes right um so that's yeah people kind of everyone kind of move everyone kind of sees like you know the yukon and the piedmont areas like you know it's still fine still close to downtown but they don't go east they don't you know and you realize that like there's so much room over there and it's literally like almost the same or even less time to go to downtown it is it really trying is. to push people out there like yeah. jones and stuff like that there's yeah. some beautiful homes i've got out a house there. going out in arcadia right now yeah. that is like it's five minutes from i-35 or yeah. i think it's six i timed it i think it's six minutes from i-35 i yeah. mean that's that's nothing at all you, mm-hmm. to get from here to i-35 takes six minutes and we're less we're closer yeah because you're hitting stoplights and all that stuff out there it's just route 66 and you're there that's beautiful it's out there beautiful. too yeah absolutely yeah yeah and like I said, you know, families are always done this and you've always done this. So, and I kind of see, I've seen through social media that you kind of use a lot of Oklahoma companies too, yes. right? With all yes. the products that you use. Absolutely. Um, how's that been? Just, I mean, I'm sure it's great working with people that are in town. Yeah. So I've, a lot of the subcontractors that I use, I've developed my own relationships aside from my dad's, mm-hmm. but a lot of them I, I did, you know, I had such good relationships with, um, working with my dad. Um, that I've still used those guys. Um, half the subcontractors that worked for my dad were at my wedding. I mean, that's like that's the kind of relationships <laughs> yeah. you know we've had. I consider most of them my best friends. Um, yeah. Like my insulation guy, um, he's become one of my best friends. Um, my uh, lumber salesman, mm-hmm. at, he works up here at Builders First Source. Um, he and I were literally born on the same day in the same hospital. Wow. Um, and our moms were friends before we were born. Yeah. So we've literally known each other our entire lives. And he went to school up at OSU. And then came here and got a job there, and now he's my lumber salesman. That's so good. like that's so it's good. the coolest thing. So we get lunch once a week. Yeah, and, you know we just always you know. And that speaks to the quality of the work that you guys have as well, right? It's because like like I said, you're all a family. No, you know, no one's going to let each other down. Exactly. And it's just reputation we, now that that everything works. Reputation is the best definition of it because we everybody knows how the standard that I hold on my job sites. So when they go on my job site, they know. You know, they say, well, this is one of Kyle's houses, so we know how he wants it. Yeah. So it makes it nice because they don't have to really call me and ask a bunch of questions. They say, oh, yeah, we know how you like to do that base. Mm-hmm. Or, yeah, we know how you like to do your, you know, your cabinets or whatever. They kind of just have the idea. Of, yeah. They know what I expect. So it makes it really easy. If you're switching subcontractors and stuff all the time just because you're trying to maybe get a cheaper price or, you know, you have one issue. Yeah. Then you run into a lot of problems because those people show up and they don't know how you do your business. Yeah, they just used to doing work, getting in, getting out, getting a paycheck, and exactly. on to the next. Yeah. Exactly. And then you, you know, you get a phone call from a pissed off customer, and you don't even know where that guy is anymore. Exactly. Yeah, that's yeah. not good. Yeah, which is a, which is an issue yeah. in the contracting world. There's a lot of there's a lot of people that kind of you know fly by nighters. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So especially with, I mean, there's so many houses going up here. Yeah. I mean, there's houses everywhere that just shoot up. And I was just completely shocked because, like, when we bought our house, um, it's kind of like new construction neighborhood, and there wasn't anything around us. And now, like, we're surrounded by houses. Right. I was shocked at how quickly people build houses out here compared to back home. Because back home, it's like brick everything, and like out here, it's like wood structure, brick around it, done. Yeah. I was like, this is nuts, yeah. right? And then you have home builders like Home Creations or whoever it is that just build 
you know, hundreds of houses. Right. They've got um, it down to such a science. They right. build those things. I mean, everything. Um, a good friend of mine was telling me some processes about how they do that yeah. stuff. And I was just blown away by it. Which yeah. I like. I love to like. I like to talk to other builders. Stuff like that. Stuff. Yeah, I have yeah. lots of friends that are builders. I don't think that you know we shouldn't be friends because we're builders. Right. We all you know we compete on some stuff, but yeah. we can still be friends. There's plenty of work for everybody. Mm-hmm. But like you listen to like how like Home Creations or Dr. Horton or somebody these big builders build yeah. houses, and you're just like, oh my gosh, like. That's impressive. Like everything mm-hmm. down to like a sleeve of nails when they're framing the house, like they calculate it down to that. Yeah. I mean, it's it's impressive. That's it's, how their profit margins are. That. You know, they have to keep them so yeah. perfect. So it's pretty cool yeah. to learn those methods. And stuff. When when you work for your dad and your, your granddad and that business, was it kind of was do you do a lot of custom stuff with them or was it just kind of like hey we have all three customs. or four? Oh, it was yeah. Okay, all cool. The, um, when I was younger, um, my dad there was a neighborhood in Piedmont called Windmill Park. And my dad did build a couple specs out there, um, and he did do some customs. But that was pretty much the extent of his spec house building. Okay. He, he'll do some flips occasionally just for fun on the side. Yeah. Um, he'll buy them out there in Piedmont or, you know, just mostly Canadian County. Mm-hmm. Um, and then he does – he has a lot of rental properties. So he'll buy them, and if, if he has a lot of equity in it, he'll sell it right. or he'll rent them out. It just kind of depends on yeah. how a particular house goes. But um, – so that kind of it. so you haven't it's not like a huge change to what you've done it's just now I get to do what I want I, yeah, my vision does exactly. instead of going from building you know 200 houses a year and just cookie cutter just getting them out to you've always been in that yeah we've always space. been in the custom yeah always been in the custom game um when I was 15 my dad built his first big custom um when I say big you know we're talking these big bigger customs he was building right. you know 2,000 2,500 square foot mm-hmm. houses then he builds this 7,000 square foot house out here in Lakeside of Oakdale and the sky just opened up for him and just from there he yeah. just he never really looked back um which was awesome right and i got to be super involved in that um it's really really yeah. cool i drove my first truck to that job site so i'll always remember that job oh site. yeah so it was like the first time i could actually drive um to a job site and kind of yeah. really get involved with you know what was there like a outside of like the size doubling was there a really big much a difference or was it just kind of there really is yeah um you know, when you're getting into that style of house, you know, people are really willing to spend a lot more per square mm-hmm. foot. So, you know, every little finish is so much more detailed and so much more, yeah. um, you know, elaborate. Everything's kind of, mm-hmm. you know, just you got to there's a lot more moving pieces um, because the customer's going to say, you know, I'm going to go look at five different places for tile where normally they just go to one place and they say, yeah, this this one's great. You yeah. know, our budget's X, you know, but now, you know, the doors open a little bit more because, you know, you get in these bigger houses, the budgets are a little bit bigger, so right. you really get to explore like all your really, you know, creative juices and all that stuff. Yeah. So it's and fun. I'm sure you get clients who like just give you free reign, but also clients are like there every day and this, this and this. Yes, exactly. Right? So I have some clients that are like, you know, hey, let's do this this thing right here. mostly commercial. You get into mm-hmm. that like, here's what we want, like let's just get it done and get out. Like I need you to get it done, get it on budget and leave so we can start making money with it. Right. Um, the residential stuff's a lot more because the customers are usually really, you know, they're yeah. they're building a custom home because they couldn't find a house that they, you know. And this might be a forever home for them. Exactly. Too. Yeah. A lot of times when you're building these big big houses, it's their forever mm-hmm. home. You know. Yeah. Pools and you know bigger lots and everything, so they can really kind of settle in. Gotcha. Yeah. Do you have a favorite? A favorite like house? house that you've ever done outside of the first one. Ooh, that's a good question. I would say it's probably. It's probably the house that – the one that I was telling you about that got me into the modern okay. houses um, just because it, it was such, such a different – my dad did all this really old world 
um, stuff, which is which is cool. And he's, yeah. he still does a lot of it, and it's really cool. Um, some really, you know, big hand scrape wood floors and beams and, you know, very rustic-y and naughty yeah. older cabinets. Typical ranch style yeah, stuff. Typical yeah, typical kind of ranchy, kind of, you uh-huh. know, old French world style. Yeah. And then we did that modern house, and it just kind of, I think yeah. that, was, that was my favorite. Then there was another one that we built. It was actually the last house I finished with my dad that was ultra contemporary. It's like California contemporary. It looks like okay. it belongs on the beaches of Malibu. A lot of glass and white A lot of glass. Stuff. Yeah. The whole house is stucco, like beautiful, beautiful marble floors to the entire house. Man. Uh-huh. Very contemporary. So it'd be between those two, but more towards the one that I, that first modern house. Yeah, it, yeah. It was that, that first one that really kind of got me going. Yeah. So, so that that's probably some of the best moments that you've had in the business up yeah, to now, right? For sure. Yeah. yeah for sure. Yeah. And then well, the customers, man, like like the customer on that house was just amazing. I mean, just some of the greatest people ever. Mm-hmm. You know, so that that's always fun when you get to work for people that are just really cool. That's yeah. That makes it ten times Real better. estate industry is super special like that, Nick, because you're building something. You know, you're selling someone something that's just super connection to them. They, you know, they live there. Like it's right. That's one thing I love about it. Yeah, just seeing that smile, and then you just get that appreciation. Exactly. And, yeah, you're finding I, yeah. them the place that you know some people are going to start a family, or they're mm-hmm. going to raise their family, or you know, it's 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 fun. Yeah, yeah. definitely. Do you yeah. do you prefer the residential over the commercial side because of that connection, or is um, it kind of the same with both? You know, it's it, they're both they both have their ups and downs. The commercials, it's a little bit more stressful because, um, you know, sometimes it's thirty to sixty days out on you know invoicing and stuff like that, which isn't really that big of a deal. But you know, there's a lot of things that can kind of get into time constraints and stuff. That's mm-hmm. that's a big deal. More of the residential stuff, you know, on these big custom homes, they're a little bit more understanding because everything's so custom and on the res- commercial stuff it's like hurry up we got to get in and start making money with this gotcha. because you know if you're building out you know a restaurant or a retail space like they're sitting there they can't open up and make money with it until it's done so yeah. they need it done yeah um but yeah they're i would say they both have their ups and downs um the residential stuff has a little bit more sentimental for me just because right. i get to really explore that stuff um but the commercial stuff's fun too because mm-hmm. you just get to kind of get in slam dunk it and yeah, um, you know, create a cool space that a lot of people are going to see because not a whole lot of people get to see a lot of these houses. You know, you build because right, um, they'll Just have their the tight family. new, group, yeah. yeah, their tight new knit group of friends, and they come see it. Mm-hmm. But that's about it. But you know, if you do a restaurant, um, you have thousands, everybody thousands can see of people. See anybody it. can see. Yeah, it. so that that makes it kind of cool. Yeah, and yeah. with with the commercial stuff, did you have you always done that as a family, or was that something that you brought? Yeah, in? so our family's kind of my dad's always kind of dabbled. He has, um, you know like like we've talked about these relationships you yeah. build with people um he has people that you know you build their house but they also own businesses uh-huh. so we've gone out and remodeled tons and tons of their businesses and stuff and my dad actually that's how he got started um he would remodel long john silvers okay. um they would go to do one long john silvers at night they'd go like redo a kitchen like put up frp which yeah. is a fiberglass board that you put on the walls to you know like in a kitchen to okay uh, protect it from staining and stuff and then they would that they'd go to Texas and do that, and then they'd drive to Tulsa to do another one. Um, they'd sleep in the parking lot yeah. during the day, and then uh, at night they'd go in and do it again. So yeah, so he kind of got his start in the commercial stuff. So it's, like I said, it's always something that you've known. And yeah, yeah, so we've we've always done it. I've always been around it. We've always been doing the commercial stuff. Always seen it. Right. Um, did a lot of work for Buy for Less. Um, you know, just kind of yeah, been in, in it, been involved in it, and. So, do you have something that you guys haven't done yet that you want to try or something that's on the radar for the future? I would like to, I'd like to maybe, 
which it's it's kind of it's not really different, but I would like to build a really crazy spec house. I want to go find a nice piece like two or three acres and build like one of the craziest houses in Oklahoma. Yeah, that's my that's one thing that I would just love to do. that I it's I get to design it yeah. with a designer. I get to build it how I want to, and then I get the proof for sale sign on it afterwards. Yeah. You know, like I, you know, I'd like to build like a three or four million dollar house. Would you sell it? Or would you live in it? Oh, I'd sell it. Yeah, yeah, I'd like to do it just to try to sell it. Okay, um, just to kind of put it out there, and you know, all the just the attention it would get. Yeah. And it would just kind of be fun. Um, you know, you could probably make a lot of money on it, maybe. right? Um, but you could also lose a lot. Of <laughs> yeah, it. if it sits there, like honey, yeah. we're moving in. Yeah, for, yeah, for three million dollars, you know, that'd be kind of kind of scary, but yeah. you know that. That's that's a goal that I'd like to do in probably the next ten years or okay. so, and I'd like to do the development. That's, yeah, I would love to have a really strictly modern home development, high end. You know, probably like a thirty five hundred to four thousand square foot minimum. Gotcha. Um, would it just houses. be kind of a smaller neighborhood, or would you? I mean, like ten, twelve houses. Yeah, okay. yeah, that's about it. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's what I'd like to do. That'd be really cool. Yeah. 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 Be super cool. Maybe get into maybe I'd like to maybe try um, to build like a multi. You know, family housing, mm-hmm. like maybe an apartment complex or something. Uh, There's plenty of them here. There are. <laughs> They're something everywhere. smaller, something a little bit more niche, something you condo know, style end, kind of thing. More modern, yeah. maybe even lofty. Gotcha. Um, yeah, kind of like a more modern loft kind of thing. Yeah. Kind of cool. Yeah, that, that, that we don't really kind of have that here, do we? We, don't. we just have a lot of just like mass unit kind of thousand dear apartments exactly. come in and out kind of, and they're yeah. everywhere. Yeah, I've gone in some of them. You know, I've got friends that live in them. Yeah. Stuff, and you're just like, it's cool, but you go downtown and they're paying two thousand dollars for a apartment that you're just like mental. It's got vinyl floors and like it's really yeah, it's yeah. a cool location and the outside's got some cool brick on it. But I mean, it's you know they're they're nothing crazy. But on those yeah. kind of style, you know, those people they just build them just to rent them out, just to put people in. Right. So, you know, I, yeah, I showed one down that faces like it's down in Deep Deuce and it faces the highway, and I'm like. You wanted like four fifty for this thing, and it wasn't even on the top. It was like second or third level. Oh it faced the highway. There was nothing yeah. there. Yeah, you open your your sliding yeah. doors at night. And you sat on your patio, right? Sat on your patio, watching cars go by up yeah. and down. You know, I thirty five, whatever it is. I'm like, yeah. what are you doing? Yeah, that's yeah, mental. That's um, a little much for me. Right. Jeez. So, been in the business forever. Right. You know, it's not something that that you just kind of lucked into. This is something that you kind of it's ingrained in you it's right. family it's part of you you know if if you didn't do it people would be saying well did you hate it you right, know what i mean like exactly if you'd have gone to college and you'd have done something else and he, probably sat in an office somewhere yeah. wishing you had no maybe you'd be walking out of the office you wouldn't have got that far um do you ever think that you should do you, do you ever think that like what would have happened if i'd have gone to college what would you have done if there was no building no um, con, i used to want to be a lawyer yeah um because i could usually talk my way out of stuff pretty well. My mom, <laughs> my mom me, I have a, my best friend. Um, uh, he's in the air force now, but we, uh, we used to talk about how he and I would be like the best law team in the world. Cause we could get anybody convinced to do anything that we wanted. Like yeah. it was never anything crazy. You know, we could just get our parents to like, let us, you know, when we we're in middle school, right. they'd let us get away with anything. Cause we could talk our way out of it or talk our way into it. You know? Yeah. Um, so that, that was something I always thought would be kind of cool to do. Um, but I, I just, I've always known what I was going to do. Mm-hmm. Um, if I wasn't going to do this, it would be something involved with cars, Got hands you. down, yeah. without a doubt. I, I mean, I think you know that. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's kind of, that's how we met, right? The, yeah. You know, just being around the car community in Oklahoma and it's, I was shocked. Like the UK car community, it's very elitist. It's very hard to get into, you know, uh, people don't earn that much money unless you run businesses and 
the card community is very kind of snobby in a way. It's hard to get into. Whereas here, I was when I first went to coffee and cars and I came to college, I was like, Oklahoma has this many cars. There's the, right. like, and the people are just normal dudes. Okay, this is awesome. Yeah. Um, and yeah, like I'm sure some of the guys you do business with, they're all, you know, a lot of them are car, car guys and stuff. So yeah, the car scene here. Is- I mean, it's amazing. It's so I, underrated. I love it because you can be at you know Cars and Coffee, which is one of the greatest car things that yeah. we have here. And you can be standing in a group of people, and you can have a conversation with a guy, and you know just the normalest, most cool. Mm-hmm. And it, you can be standing next to your Honda Civic, and yeah. he'll just be the nicest guy in the world, and he'll go get in his you know whatever know, it is Ford yeah. GT or whatever, yeah. and you'll be like. I would have never thought that that was that guy's car. Mm-hmm. And that's what's cool because everybody pretty much respects everybody. Yeah. We all like each other. I mean, we're all, you know, it's our, it's just, it's just it's passion. A, it's a cool it? community. Yeah. It really is. Yeah. yeah. I mean, we all like, you know, like the guys that, you know, have these crazy exotics over here. I mean, we get excited when we see, you know, like, yeah. you know, an Civic old 300 yeah, or, or Civic with a thousand horsepower. Yeah, it's exactly. Yeah. <laughs> like, we get yeah. so pumped, you know, it's, it's crazy. And that's yeah. another thing is the, the horsepower in these cars is ridiculous. Yeah. I mean, it's just, Oklahoma, if you don't have a thousand horsepower, it's like, I mean, don't even come out. Yeah, like, look down at you, kind of <laughs> yeah, thing. You're like, oh, yeah, cool. You your, your car's yeah. still stock. Cool. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you're not gonna keep up with it. Yeah, you're you're at eight hundred. Yeah. yeah. I uh, first was my um, friend of mine who who was kind of like my uh, I'd say one of my American brothers who you know, we met in college and I got close with his uncle and his uncle was always dreamed of having a Corvette, bought a red Corvette. Um, Actually, he he won a won a Corvette and a raffle ticket. Whoa! Yeah, and then he traded that one and finally got his dream car. Um, did the whole thing, went to the Corvette, you know, saw it come off the line, all that stuff. Whoa. Loves this Corvette, um, and it's just you know nothing special. It's just like his custom has a few little things on it, but it's not like a crazy you know it's not crazy Z06 right. or anything. It's just kind of his nice Corvette. And we took it up there. Uh, we got in, you know, got up early, went up there, parked up, and I think like a c7 r or like the race one part right. next to us and he's like okay this is different <laughs> you know he, he's like pride and joy loved it um i was like you need to do something to this to like stand out here yeah. don't you and he's you know he he's the typical corvette owner he wore his corvette t- shirt out yes. there you know and he's out there cleaning it and that thing pulled up and i just started laughing i was like i told you it was going to be crazy out yeah. here um but yeah i always laugh at that it's so funny but the, yeah, the car community is great, and and I'm sure you've done a lot of business with the people who are in it. I have. I've made. I've met, you know, so many like my electrician, um, who I've started using. He is a big car guy, and that's I met him through our car, our, just our little car community. Yeah. And yeah, I mean, it's it's awesome to have him, and you know, we've just you know got a really great relationship now, and it's just awesome how that kind of works out. My yeah. landscaper, um, uh, he's you know in in the car group. Mm-hmm. Um, my the tile layer, um, his son is the guy that actually, I would say he's one of the people that actually got me into cars. He had a Camaro in yeah. high school and it was just, I was just loved this car and he always had it on job sites cause he was still working for his dad laying tile just like I was. Yeah. Um, but now he's a home builder. Um, so he and I are good friends and you know, it's, it's just kind of, it's just yeah. a neat community. Um, just, and then aside from cars, everybody's just really good friends. You know, mm-hmm. everybody just, you know, looks out for everybody and yeah. As long cool. as you don't drive like a dick, you'll be okay. Yeah. <laughs> you I mean, have you been on one of our cruises? Yeah, there's a few of those. <laughs> yeah, I was on the one, the one in January. We went out. Yeah, yeah, that you were. Fun. That's yeah, right. Yeah. I was sat with. I was in Eric's That's Corvette right, for that yeah. one. Yeah, yeah, that, that was, was fun. That was a blast. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I didn't. That was the first time I'd been on one, and you know, you're out there and you're driving around, and I'm just like, this is. First of all, I'd never seen that many really cool cars together. Right. You know driving up and around and you know going down 81 or going down the highway and then 
we pulled out. I was in in uh, Erwin's Corvette. We we get on to um, forty, going towards downtown, and we get on the highway. And everyone starts doing their thing, and we're sat in the middle lane. Um, and there's this '80s beat up Chevy truck in the outside lane, pulling the trailer, keeping up with us. <laughs> And there's a little kid in the passenger seat, like his eyes, you know, he's glued to the window and he's like tapping on the dash. He's like, come on, dad, yeah. you can see he's like screaming. His dad's like, the, the whole thing is shaking. His yeah. dad's like, can't go any faster. Yeah. <laughs> like that. I mean, that, I'm sure you get that as well with, you know, with the GTR and the stuff. It's just, unless you've been in a car or obviously you own, you know, a nice car and you see the reaction of other people, that's what makes it, right? It is. It is. It's what makes it. And then I love, I mean, like Eric and Chance mm-hmm. uh, have like one of the greatest platforms. The red line for kids yes. is amazing. Yeah. Like that to me, to let kids get in the car and mm-hmm. climb through it, dude, that to me is like more exciting than driving it. Yeah. Like see a kid get in there and, you know, like get super excited. Like that's killer. Yeah. Like, that's awesome. I have four kids and they're like obsessed with cars. All four of them are. Yeah. So they just get really pumped yeah shout out to them we had them on the podcast uh redline for kids uh it's it's a it is a very very cool charity it really is. um yeah they they were great on the podcast and then now chance has just finished his his redline for kids car which yeah. is a mustang which yeah. is now what 900, 900 horsepower, horsepower to the wheel. yeah i think on like a low boost that's like, insane yeah that car is gonna be fun yeah that's what's yeah. nuts compared to like back home is like no one really back home people kind of look it just it, people don't customize your car back home. You kind right. of get it. They keep it stock. That's just how it is. Out here, it's like you buy a Mustang or you buy whatever it is, and then you just make it. Like nothing is stock. Yeah. You know? Oh like, yeah. The people who drive the stock cars are like sixteen-year-old high school girls or like old an man. old man or yeah. whatever, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Eric. Know, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He's yeah. definitely gonna listen to yeah, this one. Right? <laughs> um, yeah. Like it just and out here, it's like okay, now we have the car. Now what can I do to it? Um, like I, I drive by um, Sam Barnett's uh, yeah. twin turbo GT350. Yes. Um, it's parked out kind of down the street, and I'm just like, like you never see that back home, and wow. it's great. Like I just love that. And like I said, in the car community, you can have anything from an old school Cobra that's got something under the hood that you would never know. Right. Or you pull up next to you know a Mustang that just looks normal, and then he takes off because he has a thousand horsepower yes. on the back, and he has a parachute stuck to the yeah. back of his car. Right. That's that's one thing that I love about out here compared to back home. Right. Is it because of the restrictions there? I think yeah, like insurance and just yeah. like and fuel costs too. Like fuel costs oh, are really? astronomical back really? home. Really. Yeah, I'm on not cheap. I've got that BMW M6, and I'm on a BMW M6 page. Yeah. And I think. I would say probably ninety percent of the people on that page are from the UK. Mm-hmm. Um, it seems like that's a really popular car. Was over it there. the last of the V10 engine? Yes. Yeah. 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 The engine sounds so good. Yeah, they they sound yeah. awesome, man. That's one of my that's my favorite car I've ever owned. Yeah. Um, but uh, they they're all the same way. I mean, now I've never really thought about that. They might have wheels on them, mm-hmm. but that's it. But no engine Nobody upgrades. Nobody doesn't need engine upgrades. Like the only yeah. ones that are on there posting about that are here. Yeah. Yeah. So that's that's funny that you mentioned mm-hmm. that because now that I think about it. Yeah, I mean you, you see like a lot on like going through London. There's there's a there's a month in London where I want to say like people from the Middle East come over for like a month and they bring all their cars with them because oh. they own most of London anyway. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and they bring all their cars with them and like those are the only crazy ones you'll see in town is when they. I mean, if you got enough money to fly to London for a month and bring your car or cars with you, right. you know, you can do whatever you want. Right. Um, but what's uh, what's next in the car? in the car community for you like what's what's like i mean you know you have the gtr and you have the m6 
And so you, the GTR is going to be going soon. I've only had it for three months. Yeah. And it's just not for me. Okay. Um, it's just I'm more of a driver's car kind gotcha. of guy. Um, and it's just it's just a little bit too techy, and it's just it's just not. Yeah, not for it's me. not analog so at all. Is it? I'm going to get rid of it and get rid of the M6. Yeah. And I'm I'm looking at some Vipers. Um, maybe probably be the next car be a okay. Viper. Um, ultimate car. The ultimate goal is R8. Um, the new one just came out. Do you see it? Yeah, they're pretty amazing. It yeah. looks like a, it looks like a Lamborghini. The new it, one does. It does. They're they're pretty. Crazy it's edgy, looking. very yeah. edgy. I, I won't be to that. I'll probably get like a 2012 or 13. Gotcha. Um, I really want to buy a built one. Yeah. Um, because I feel like if I get a stock one, I'm just going to be bored with it. Yeah, you're going to take the back back off and twin turbo it. Exactly. It's got to be different. Exactly. And, and and to do a twin so turbo good. build in those cars, you know, is easily a hundred thousand dollars. Yeah. So if you you can find one that's already got it done and you get it for thirty thousand dollars you know because yeah. that's all you'll pay more over what the car's worth right so it's totally worth it to find what's already built. and they're bulletproof as well they are if, if you go like the right kits yeah because some of them are a little bit sketchy and stuff but um, we have several underground racing cars here and those cars are just yeah bulletproof that's what's great about the, the community is like there was one on our cruise and it was it's like 1300 horsepower the red one the, and is yeah, it, the yeah. R8, yeah. And you just hear it go past, and it's like a jet fighter passing it, you. It sounds, yeah. That's it's so cool. And it, even doing 60 mile an hour, it's great as well. Like, that's yeah. the best thing about it. Yeah. It's like, you don't have to you know, completely wring its neck to Right. Well, to there's one of the guys it. that has the twin turbo Huracan mm-hmm. that... He he drives that car if it's raining. Yeah. He drives it he drives it back and forth to work. Like he just daily drives that thing and it it's just been a solid car. He yeah. had a convertible underground racing Gallardo as well. And same thing. He just go out and just drive just it. Just normal day. He said he you he said he couldn't hurt it. Like you just yeah. it was bulletproof. There was one I saw there's a guy in Vegas. I think he owns like one of the rental exotic rental yeah, kind of thing just caught on fire houston, yeah 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 uh-huh. houston crossed that i think something thing. like that yeah royalty he, exotic he had like there's a he has one as a, a hurricane that's done over one hundred fifty thousand miles and you're like, you're like i never it's nuts i didn't see yeah that. yeah 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 one hundred fifty thousand miles he's done in it and like one of the guys who i follow on youtube but you know he he did a video on it and he's still pulling you know still screaming through the gears and hundred fifty thousand miles and like that's you know, if you get one that you buy one that's like thirty or forty thousand miles, you're like, this is fine. Yeah. You know. Yeah. So yeah, I was I was pretty impressed. That's with impressive. That. Yeah. I, I, I haven't seen that. I need to check that. Yeah. Out. That's really cool. So that's the goal for the cars. That's the goal for the yeah. cars. Is a is you know an R8, maybe maybe a Huracan. Yeah. Um, eventually, um, but that mm-hmm. you know be another step up probably. But yeah, yeah that's the goal. They're kind of the same car, really, isn't they? Yeah. 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 If you don't know much about cars, they're kind of the same. They kind car. of the same car. Yeah. They really are. They're the newer. The newer R8s are yeah. the same platform, basically. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. What about um, back to the houses? Because we could talk cars forever. We could talk cars all day. Um, what's kind? Of, you know, what's coming up? What do you have any really cool projects that you're excited about? Yeah. So we've got um, a big three million dollar restaurant going downtown. Um, that's just awesome. It's gonna yeah. be really cool. It's gonna be very ornate, very very neat. Um, it's a we're standing steel right now for the structure, so it's kind of in early stages. So it's stages. not a remodel; it's complete. No, it's complete, basically ground up. Great. Yeah, it's it's a it's a big project. It's really big for us. We yeah. normally don't take on jobs like that. So, oh, this um, is the biggest one you. This guys is have definitely done. the biggest job we've ever done. Biggest commercial job. Yeah. Um, it's, it's sometimes a little over our heads, but we have a great team. Um, the architect's really awesome, very helpful. Uh-huh. We have a structural engineer that his office is a mile down the street. Um, the owner's really great to work with. So it's it's been a been a good project i've got a, a superintendent that just camps out down there yeah um, all day every day so he kind of manages that job um 
but yeah, that's that's really cool. That's pretty cool. We've got a nightclub going in Newcastle, or a, not Newcastle. Uh, we have a, a oil field company's offices in Newcastle. Yeah, um, that we're doing, but we have a nightclub going in Norman. Okay. Um, there's an old bar in Norman, and people that listen to this podcast in Oklahoma yeah. probably heard of it called Opie's. Okay. Um, it's been there since the '70s, and they haven't remodeled it since the '70s. It is <laughs> like it was one of the worst you've. Do you ever walk seen. in, you stuck to the floor. It, literally, yeah. there was two and a half inch shag carpet oh, on the no. floor in part of the dance room in there. It was that's been there for thirty years. Yeah, it's been there Plus. since nineteen seventy six. Jeez. Um, but everybody that uh, you know grew up in Norman or knows went to that college, place. they know about Opie's. Yeah, like, Barry Switzer, that was his joint. Like he okay. hung out there. Like everybody was always there as a dance hall. Um, yeah, but uh. But we gutted it completely. Right now, it's it's just concrete and walls, so it's completely gutted, and we're turning it into a new dance club it's okay. called Happy Monk. Okay. Um, yeah. So that's that's gonna be pretty cool. Yeah. What yeah. did like Dad say about that? Did he was he kind of can you re- can you remember that place? Uh, my dad knew about it. Okay. My mom knew about it. Um, too. They yeah. they both kind of knew about it. I think my mom said she went there a long time ago. Yeah. Um, my dad knew about it because we're big OU football fans. We go to almost every game. Okay. Um, so I, I think he kind of just knew about it yeah. from that. But yeah, it's, it's pretty cool. A lot of that people are really sad cool. when we yeah. post some pictures tearing it down. Like I have, oh, I have a friend that uh, went to law school down there at OU and he was like, dude, that's where we used to go on Thanksgiving and Christmas. Cause it was the only place that was open. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's so good. Cool. That, I mean, that must be really cool just to see, like, I mean, I know like you have huge family ties to the state, huge family ties to the business that you're in. And then to, to work on stuff that has such a strong connection to like the community in Norman. Right. That's just everything that you kind of wish it is. for, right? Absolutely, it's you know? super cool to to get to do that. And then you know, like they're they're gonna do a you know a whole different whole article on it. Some magazine is and yeah. all this different stuff on that. So it's really cool to get to do that. Um, I, I really like it. We're we're working on um trying to get started on a custom home at uh, in a neighborhood called Wildwood. And this house, um, it was designed by an architect firm that's headquarters out of London. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, they. It has already the design and all the three D renderings and stuff has already been featured in Architectural. I think it's Architectural Digest, one okay. of the magazines yeah. in the UK. It's That's, already been featured in the yeah. magazine and it's not even built yet. But here, there's like four or five magazines that are already interested in writing articles on That's it. This house cool. is just going to be unlike anything you've seen. Yeah, um, it's just really cool to get to like be part of that and kind of like it doesn't feel really real yet. Right. I, we've had you know six or seven meetings on it. Yeah. But once we actually get to start it, I mean, it's going to be really cool. To yeah, to, to like to mark your like stamp on you know like the architectural world. You know, like exactly. you, you're in you're in Oklahoma, and people still. And I mean, I always talk to my friends back home. They're like, "Where is Oklahoma?" You know. And I had people on the podcast the other day who do business with people out of state, and they're like. You ride horses and carts, and <laughs> right, home, yeah. you know. Oh yeah. Um, to sort of have that, like for you, you know, and the family to have that stamp on on the world of architecture, that must be really cool. It's really cool. Growing up, I would be like I said, I've, I've gone. My grandpa's a lifetime season ticket holder at OU, and his mm-hmm. dad was a lifetime season ticket holder for OU football. So um, every time I'd be in the car with my grandpa, we'd be driving past something. He's like, "Your grandpa or your great grandpa built that. Yeah. See that? See those duplexes over there? I built those." So it was always really cool yeah. to get to do that, you know. Um, and you're definitely gonna have your own and do that one day. Yeah, and, to drive my know. kids around and say, "You see that? See that house right there? You yeah, see that right. restaurant right there? Yeah, we we did that." Like, so that's that's cool. Like, right. You don't appreciate it as much as when you're a kid. It's when you when you get older and you start looking at it, you're like, "That's, that's pretty that cool." Is pretty like cool, the thing yeah. that my my grandpa, you know, did that. You know? Yeah. So it's, that's fun. It's such an emotional reminder and a tie, isn't it? Yeah. It's so cool. It really is. Yeah. Yeah. So just 
just it's cool to be part of the, the uh-huh. community. We love I mean we love Oklahoma. It's do just, you um do you have have you built your own house? Are you in your forever house right now? No. So right now we uh it's kind of a funny story. My parents live out in Piedmont. I was born and raised out there. My dad was born and raised out mm-hmm. there. But uh, there's a house. Me and my wife have been together since she was 16 and I was 17. And there's a house on my parents' street. They're all five-acre lots. Um, and my parents are back in the back like, across the creek. Mm-hmm. You literally have to drive across the creek and get your tires wet yeah. to get back to their house. <laughs> but they're back on 15 acres. But um, all these houses are five-acre lots. And me and my wife, since we've been dating, we've always said, man, we'd love to have a house like that one day. Yeah. We'd love to have a house like that one day that's on this street. And uh, my dad called me one day. Me and my wife were sitting in our backyard, sitting on our patio um, here in Edmond. We mm-hmm. lived, and um, we were designing our back patio that we were fixing to add onto our house and do this outdoor kitchen and all this stuff. And my dad called me. And he said, hey, what are you doing? And I told him. He said, well, I'm going to put a kink in your plans. And I said, well, why is that? Yeah. He said, well, the Dodsons put their house on the market. And I said, what? He said, yeah. He said, they just put a for sale by owner sign out there, yeah. which – you know, you grew up yeah. in Piedmont, you grew up on that street. I knew exactly who he was talking about because exactly. he loved that house. Yeah. So um, he said, I stopped and talked to him. He said, they said, come on over and take a look at it. Yeah. So I said, okay. So we literally threw the kids in the car, drove over there and wrote a contract on it that That's night. That's so And now we've lived there for two years. Yeah. And uh, my wife would tell you that she's going to stay there forever and she would never leave because she's, <laughs> her life is gardening. Yeah. And we have chickens yeah. and we have a dairy cow and we have horses and we yeah. have... You know, she's she's just this in she's her own happy. little hippie world. She is happy. Yeah. yeah. So she's happy. Um, I love it. Everything about it except our house is a little small for okay. four kids and yeah. it's old. Um, so we've been playing with. You have enough room to build your own on there, right? We could if we yeah. wanted to tear our house down, but the house, you know, it's not to that point. Gotcha. I mean, it's it's a not pretty nice, yeah, nicer house. But um, so we're trying to decide if we want to add on and do all this stuff and if we do that i've got to build a new shop we have a shop right now uh-huh. and it's just a little small and i want a bigger shop and yeah like every stuff. man cave you want exactly every you know. man yeah every yeah. car guy needs a nice shop yeah. you know so we're we we're, we're that's one of our big topics right now is we're trying to figure out if we're going to stay there yeah. or if we're going to go find another five acres we'll still stay in piedmont mm-hmm. um and do that because i I like. I want to stay out there, and I like the community. Yeah, the kids love school there, so we're just gonna kind of. Stay so you done with the? You no more kids? No more kids. Yeah. yeah, yeah. As far as I know. Yeah. Right now, <laughs> I think we're good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Four. Four is four's out there, isn't it? Yeah, it's a lot. Yeah. yeah. It's it's a it's a handful. There's always something. We've got one, our three year old. We he's either tore his ACL or something. He's crawling around the house right now. He can't yeah. walk. And then my wife fed our nine-month-old eggs this morning for the first time and apparently yeah. he's allergic, allergic and his face is all swollen so oh no it's always something yeah you know <laughs> you're like well i'm awake i'm yeah. busy <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry honey i was like do you need me to come home i guess i mean you know like, yeah if i need to do something we can figure it out yeah she's like, i think he's okay so you're out there pretty close to mom and dad then yeah yeah i mean we're that's cool literally i mean it's i'm it's sure they small... love that as well with the kids yeah they they do um it's nice it's nice because you know whenever we need help or something they they're right there mm-hmm. um the kids will literally we let them walk down there because it's it, the, our street is it's not a main street it's just one little street that's yeah. just kind of a development of five acre lots. I, that's why I love Piedmont because you just have that old school out there. You have you, one street and you just have like just five or one acre or whatever it is just you off do. each and it's oh, and we know great. every single neighbor on a yeah. first name basis. Um, mm-hmm. Trust all of them like we can let our kids go down there. Yeah. And the cool thing is is I grew up on that street. So everybody in that neighborhood was all old people. Gotcha. Like we always knew that it was just old people and yeah. now. The house next to us, um, young couple just bought it, and they have three young kids. That's great. The house across the street from there, a young couple bought it, and they have three young kids. Yeah. So it's really, it's 
starting to get that way. Yeah. So we just let our kids go outside, and they'll just be across the street, and we'll just wave. And that's awesome. It's it's just kind of cool. That's how I grew up. You yeah. know, my parents never knew where we were. My mom would just go outside and whistle, and yeah. we'd just come back. You know. Yeah. Um, yeah. You don't you don't get that anymore, do you? You don't. Like out in the street, kids are usually just in the house, so it's not safe to be outside or whatever it is. Like it's. It's very rare for you to like have that situation with the kids. It is, yeah. yeah. It's, which is it's sad, but you know, we let. I mean, our 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 little community out there is just it's really yeah, cool. That's we cool. just let them run wild. And mm-hmm. Everybody around us. I mean, we know the people on the other streets and yeah, you know, all around us. It's, yeah, it's you know, cool. like if you can't find the kids, you can make a few calls and yeah. you know what street they're in. Yeah, somebody yeah. Would know where they were. Yeah. yeah, or usually my mom and dad would drove by and saw them outside and like, hey, come on, and then they throw yeah. them in the truck and they take them out of their house. You know? Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. That's super cool. It's super cool to be out there and just to have that come full circle and you know live close to home yeah. or whatever because yeah, of mom and dad. And I'm sure that for the family, that's really cool. It's yeah, awesome. and people are like, "Oh, you live all the way out in Piedmont? You drive all that way?" I'm like, "Yeah." From my front door to here, it's 18 minutes. Yeah, it's not far. No, it's not. It's not at all. It's really not. Yeah, you drive more than that just going downtown. You know, from Edmond, just fighting traffic. Yeah, so. definitely. Well, this has been amazing. Um, thanks for sharing the story like it's really cool to know like the full story and like the full family history and just how strong the ties are to the state you know yeah um how can people find you uh on our website on Mm -hmm. modernbuildersok.com um instagram uh my personal one is modern home builder and then we have modern builders llc um and if you and if someone wants to fill you know someone wants you to build a house yeah yeah our website they've uh, we've got a, a great um communication deal on there um you know, my phone number's on there. It's my personal cell phone number's on there. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, everything. Um, we're just, you know, yeah. pretty easy to find, pretty easy to get a hold of. Uh, if you call, you're going to get me. Um, if you want me to come look at your project, it's going to be me that's going to be coming to do it. Yeah. So That speaks a lot, doesn't it? That, that, that just have that kind of personal I, connection. I think so. That's yeah. really cool. And I don't, I don't really plan to get any bigger. I, I want to keep it Yeah. at that point because it gives that personal touch. And you maintain the quality that way, too. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Awesome. Well, guys... Uh, Definitely go check out Carl's stuff on you know on Instagram at um, Modern Home Builder and then definitely on the website modernbuildersok.com. So thanks for listening. We'll catch you next episode. Cheers. Thank you for listening. We are inspired by those around us and hope that you are too. Make sure you subscribe to this podcast on your favorite podcast platform and leave us a review so we can keep telling your stories. For more great Oklahoma content, Follow This Is Oklahoma on Facebook and Instagram. This podcast was produced by Mike Hearn and Ian Weston. Mixed by Alan Brown, with music by Chad Duro.